<laughs> Welcome back oh, to the Key and Late Podcast, the premier whiskey podcast now with the mention of whiskey and style. Hi, this is your host, Jake Hookie, speaking live from our new Key and the Late Podcast studios in my very own basement. It's cozy. Back uh, for a, after a very long absence is the one and only Wilson Torres. <laughs> hey, young world. And also with us is our senior correspondent from Scotland, Callum <laughs> J. O'Donnell. Here, I'm back. <laughs> and we are here for a very special day. This is the inaugural recording of... 12 Days of Barrel Picks, yeah, which we are, fe- we are featuring picks. one barrel yeah. pick for every day during the holiday, the Christmas season. Stay in the festive mood. And to lead us off the bat, yeah. <laughs> it was a very interesting <laughs> choice of ours. <laughs> I'm probably going to regret this in about oh a minute. Um, <laughs> but to launch the 12 Days of Barrel Picks is the one and only Matt Brown a Blum Bros <laughs> Distilling Co. Hi, thank you for having me. I just want to start by saying I'm normal now. So there's no reason to worry about me or any of my behavior. I'm just a normal whiskey guy here on this wonderful podcast. Nice t-shirt. Thank you. It says Key in the Lake on it. It's a white t-shirt with a little circle, navy blue circle, and it says Key in the Lake in the, in the circle. It's black. Black. It's uh, black, the circle. Although you can't Well, really it's navy it's now since you've washed it. Faded, so. It's been faded, yeah. yeah okay. That means that he's okay. been good use Don't gang up on me, guys. You might release the unnormal <laughs> Matt Brown. I'm, I'm normal now. I'm a normal guy. I'm here to promote we're gonna, we're gonna keep him at distillery. But we are Galeen, here to Galeen, talk Galeen, about... <laughs> but here we are, we are here to talk about uh, a great barrel pick from the Blumbrose Distilling Co. up in Galena, Illinois. Once things are back to normal and you can travel for the world, I guess you can travel still. But once you're, uh, it's a little more safe. Get up there, say hi to the guys. Go to Galena. It's a cute, quaint little town up in it the northwest cute. corner of Illinois, where there's a great distillery that makes some really great whiskey. And we're here to talk about one of them today. What do we have with us, Matt? Hi. Yes, Matt. Hi. <laughs> what do I? So we have a. Uh, <laughs> oh, you're, oh, I didn't know you brought a rye actually. So you, they're. I would say you're known as a bourbon distillery more than a rye distillery. Yeah, so what I have here is a real throwback to the Nodder days. So mm-hmm. Can you explain that? Yeah, absolutely. I would love to, Jake. <laughs> Thank you. So uh, we have been around since 2013. Uh, until 2018, we we're trafficking in uh, sourced whiskeys, mainly Trash. from MGP. So we had bourbon and rye uh, from MGP. Uh, around 2018, the summer of, uh, we really like uh, got propelled through the ceiling there on the popularity of like uh, uh, MGP single barrels, and we we're lucky to have some uh, that were like super good, yeah, and uh, really well received. Uh, very sought after, too. yeah, for sure. So the the joke is not our bourbon, Blumbro's not our bourbon, not our bourbon, not our bourbon. Uh, uh, funny <laughs> tongue in cheek. Hey, at least you're transparent, baby. Yeah, which is crazy. We were like the fir- well, we've talked about it in previous podcasts. Yeah. Do your listeners know I've been on the podcast before? I'm a completely normal guest. I've been on before. I haven't done anything weird on <laughs> maybe nine episodes before. I'm not sure. Yeah, it must be about. I don't count. I don't. I don't. I also don't care either. Got it. <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> uh, so this one is. So this is a uh, one of the rye's actually that we uh, did a single barrel uh, pick of, the Nader rye. Uh, it's five years old. A hundred. Just a. Sh- just the shade under 125 proof at ooh a lean 124 point. I've never had a Nader rye. 
Yeah, I've so never had one either. Yeah. We d- okay, so we did three seventy fives of like a small batch Nader rye. Okay. Uh, a four year old rye that no one really liked. Um, not great. For, yeah, not for really set up for this one. Not not for the, a problem with the juice. It was just because it was in three seventy fives. Ah, okay. So yeah, the juice sure. tasted good, but people didn't want to buy yeah, it. Yeah, so it makes sense. Because, yeah, yeah. Just so out of we, out of the distillery only, or no? We we you uh, went to market with it. Yeah, went to market a little bit. I think it hit Benny's. Yeah, then, I remember those days of you having those. I don't yeah, we those. did. We did like one. We took like one shot in the arm where we sold them a bunch. Okay, gotcha. those were there was a little bit of that time period there in like 2015, 2016, where three seventy fives were on the shelf a lot. I feel like especially craft brands. Yeah, people would people asked the, about them, and then as soon as we put them out, and no one know, bought them. No one bought them. Yeah, because mm, nice it was one. too late. It was yeah, a way of not selling it. A fifty-five dollar bottle of craft whiskey for fifty-five dollars. You could, but it would yeah. still. You're still paying your bang for your buck in a way. As soon as we put them out, sure enough, people asked where the seven fifty milliliter bottles of Nadarai were. Makes sense. Yeah, it was great. That's that's fairly typical of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah. yeah, you guys have gained gained a whole cult following across the nation. For and sure, you don't even have distribution really much more outside the Midwest. Correct? No, we're in Kentucky, Tennessee, Illinois, uh, Wisconsin, and Colorado. Colorado's the the goofball state. I was just there. But they, they drink a shed load they drink a shed load of bourbon and rye. They, they, don't they? they do. They're kind of a weird market because they uh it's their legacy of like um from being like the progenitors of craft beer. They have mm-hmm. like a strong local mentality okay. yeah. which we take advantage of here in Illinois. Uh, that doesn't translate. So it's just like it's uh they have Leopold brothers and Stranahan and these great small distilleries. Um, that similarly don't really translate to the Midwest because we have a big homer mentality. Right, that, that's too. so funny as well because you see a lot of Breckenridge, right? And you'd think that sure. it would have the similar kind of similar mentality. And a friend of Definitely. mine actually, there's a Scottish guy um, who works at a distillery called Vapor Distillery, mm-hmm. um, and they 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 don't really see anything outside of Colorado. But Breckenridge has obviously broken that mold, right? And they were definitely really popular. Uh, gosh, about six years ago in Illinois, we Your Breckenridge we was. Oh yeah, yeah. I oh, think they're we, we, we know yeah. directly from working with the distributor. Yeah, I think that lasted until my time with Blum Brothers. I would say so. Yeah, that lines up pretty so. well. Yeah. So if Blum Brothers done something Breckenridge. similar that Breckenridge did then, and that they've broken out of that kind of locality mold. Yeah, I think well, we're still very much like, um, uh, niche guys, just because we struck in like Breckenridge did really good with like the whole food set. Yeah, oh, yes. okay, and okay. like the grocery store set. Yeah, yeah. You know, we didn't. We're, I mean, we're in those uh, sets and we're in, at in those stores, but the the people who we broke out with were whiskey nerds. Nice, you yes. know. So it's a, a little different. Um, but just to round out this bottle, uh, so the Nada Rye, um, we sat on these barrels for a while and they're really good, and uh, we offer them as barrel picks and uh, cork and bottle um, mm-hmm. in Kentucky. Uh, kind of like in the Cincinnati yeah. neighborhood, I guess, sure. like right across, right the, the, mm-hmm. right across the river, right across the, the, Covington, old, the old river. Yeah. Uh, oh, Matt, rain it in. You're normal now. Okay. Ooh, <laughs> deep breath. Okay. So, um, yeah, so they got a couple Just, of barrels uh, of the rye. So this is barrel number seven of a uh, cork and bottle uh, barrel pick. So this is seventh on there. No, this is just the barrel. The barrel. This is just how many yeah, yeah, single yeah. barrels. Okay. Yeah. So, comparison's sake, like our bourbon barrels had numbers like nine fifty one and seven sixty seven. Gotcha. And looking at the sticker now, I find it a, a little funny that it just says barrel number zero seven for Blum Bros. 
Um, and so was this fifty three gallon? Yeah. 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 So yeah, the yield, pee. the yield on this one was like two hundred twenty bottles. It was a okay. lot. That is a lot. Strength. Yeah. For wow. Sure. Yeah, it had a good yield. Four years age? Five. Uh, five years. Five. Well, they, hold on. Let me apply the principles of math to those barreled and bottled dates on the sticker. Yes. Mm-hmm. Carry the one. Five years nice. and two months. And when did yeah. they buy this barrel from you guys? Uh, that The summer of uh, 2018. Oh, I hadn't even been to Kentucky that long. Yeah, so there, that was like what two brought us into now. Kentucky. Right. Yeah, but... Well, like most of our most of our um, releases in other states are pretty soft releases. Like we were in Kentucky for two years before we did like a formal like uh, get together with like their distributor. Ooh, have I told my um, Kentucky distributor story on this uh, podcast, or have I just I've, spoken to? I know to... of it. I know okay. of it, but yeah. So I um, once again, I'm a normal guy. I'm a normal guy now. No other appearances on this podcast can prove otherwise. <laughs> So I um, had a big Zoom meeting back in May with a Kentucky distributor, uh, including like the owners and stuff. And I had logged into Zoom with the screen name that I had used for like my family Zoom night before. So I log in at 8 a.m. as Mr. Pee Pee Poo Poo. (laughs) And the owner of the Kentucky distributor was like, ah, yes, join us. Uh, I'm not going to do his voice. Well, I'll do his voice a little. Well, uh, might I say it's nice to be joined by, and I hope I pronounce this right, a Mr. Pee Pee Poo Poo from Blum Bros <laughs> Distilling Company. At least he took it well. At least yeah, he took it well. I agree, yeah. <laughs> I awesome. think you might have told us that on National Bourbon Day. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. oh, is that what it was? I yeah. remember the box. Once he got it's into possible. the details, I've told that story many times. Actually, that's only the you, second time I've heard it. You, oh, okay. I've been curious about the Kentucky market, and I think it's it's. I don't, I don't know if courageous is the proper word to use, but for a craft brand to go into Kentucky, considering mm. obviously the legacy and the history there, they seem to like their own more than anything else. How how do how did mm. they accept? How do they accept craft brands aside from the ones that are established there? Now, that's an interesting question. I think it's a, a couple of different factors. Like, first of all, uh, Kentuckians like buying their own stuff in Kentucky. It's a nightmare because like, well, the, the like really um, fun, like limited bottles mm-hmm. like are pretty much you can't find in Kentucky. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to find them at the gift shop and only at re- like big release dates. And it's a nightmare because you're standing in line and the liquor stores are all picked through and this and that. So um, they're, uh, I, and I, and I can, of course can't speak for Kentucky. Well, I'll speak for them a little. Sure. Uh, well, I'm a little bit ambivalent towards the big <laughs> brands these days. <laughs> Um, and, and another thing too, like I think overall they just like really like uh, collecting too. So they're okay. they're kind of I, I know uh, just for, per, from personal experience, some Kentuckians that are uh, very much completists and want to get every everything, especially yeah. if it's in kind of the national bourbon nerd conversation like gotcha. we've been over the past couple years. Like um, that, but that being said, I mean it's not like comparable to how we do in Illinois. Like we're still. We're still uh, Illinois, is still very much our biggest uh, market. market. Yes, mm-hmm. thank you. So uh, Tennessee is very much the same way. So how did they come across you guys to do a barrel? 
Was you more of you pursuing them, or they pursue the, you guys? I, I am maybe getting this wrong, and I don't want to speak for Cork and Bottle. Please do. But I'll do a little bit. Uh, <laughs> well, these gentlemen seem to be making some waves. Maybe we should get get them on the old telephone and see if they want to do a oh, there's a humble barrel pick with us, Cork and Bottle boys. Please, Blum Brothers. <laughs> I, I can only picture Colonel Sanders in my mind when he does that. Like, I want chicken. Isn't now. Colonel Sanders now Hispanic? <laughs> um, he's he's a little darker now. Yeah. No, Which, I thought but that um, happens. Mario, I think Mario Lopez is doing it yeah. now. Shut they're, they're, the fuck up. Yeah. Are you serious? It's a KFC. As a, as a, as a resident channel. Mexican, how do you feel? <laughs> I'm downright upset. I'm downright fucking pissed. Uh, <laughs> fucking. Mario do you speak Lopez. for all of Latin America? Oh yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> For this moment? Yes. Oh, I love it. Fuck me. Are you serious? He's uh, fucking Colonel Sanders? Yeah, but back to what they our They made main... a Lifetime movie. KFC collaborated with a life, oh, really? uh, Lifetime channel to do a... Didn't they come back with, a, with the... Uh, well, the, let's forget that. Yeah, we got short, right, yeah, short, 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 about that. short episodes here, guys. Short. Oh, episodes. right. I'm normal Sorry. now. Um, so let's, let's talk Matt, about the no, whiskey. No, I'm surprised that they chose a rye over a bourbon. I think that's what oh. we had offered them. I think it was just like, hey, I don't know if we have a bourbon right now that will fit you guys. Just because, uh, you know, the schematics of tasting barrels, we have a lot of barrels, okay. you know? So right. I, I think it was just the case of like, this is what's available. And they were like, oh, yeah, this is good. And did you offer them uh, your own juice or only Nutter products? Back in 2018, our oldest stuff like wouldn't have been good enough for single barrels. I mean, that's kind of the... Um, that's kind of the uh, thing that's keeping single barrels out of of our own juice out of the market so far is that we're just we're really hesitant to put any single barrel out on the market that's not like really really good. Well, especially in a state like Kentucky, obviously. Especially in a state especially. like the old bluegrass state itself. The Kentucky um, products are behind you, but I do I, okay. I, I do just appreciate one. that you guys aren't. <laughs> You guys aren't forcing that, you know. It's like, no. hey, when we feel, when it's ready, it's ready. Yeah, we, um, we, we really, that. yeah, we really don't want to, um, uh, besmirch our, you know, good name, mm -hmm. and also we are cognizant What's... of the fact that we don't want to look like we're cashing in, what you do know, you mean? because. Well, because we got a lot of notoriety from the old fangled, and that was the the Nader bourbon and Nader rye, and those were very like flash in a pan kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So, and we that we got a lot of goodwill from, and to kind of rush a single barrel out that's not very good, I would think that would really hurt our image as like yeah. whiskey guys. I know we've documented this in the podcast quite a bit, and there's yes. a lot of people that listen to. Um, this this podcast or any other whiskey podcast to know a little bit about Blum Bros, but I don't think we're putting in perspective what happened with your guys' juice well enough. Oh yeah, it got really popular. Yeah, but how and what and like talk about like who like we have guys that come up from Tennessee every year to yeah. see you guys. Yeah, <clears throat> that's uh, impressive. Well, they they're, drive they're overnight. Also they're also incredibly horny too. Is that <laughs> documented? They just want to. <laughs> they just they just want to get a really good look at us, even though they know nothing's going to happen. You know, I think that might be part of the problem. If we actually just like, you know, you know, bang bang down with those boys, maybe kind of the thrill would be gone. You know, I don't. But could you maybe talk about the whiskey? Oh yeah. So the old. I mean, we had uh, such a good collection of MGP stuff that became you know uh, nine, ten, eleven years old. And uh, I think uh, uh, Mike and Matt and uh, our 
um, former distiller Chris Rittenauer, who is who was very much at the heart of the, all this, like did a really good job of just picking single barrels, and uh, they just caught on. So yeah, like our first single barrels at the Woodman's in Rockford and the Woodman's at North Aurora kind of just sat on the shelf for like a couple months and then it became a thing of like then um the small batches went crazy so people went to woodman's and cleared them out and then like um kenwood uh got a single barrel that lasted like two weeks and then single barrels in kentucky and tennessee lasted like a day on the shelf to where it became like then it became like a uh a store like allocated item that they would you know hide in the back for they're good customers or for raffles or whatever. Okay. The move into Colorado back to, to get back to that. What, what, what prompted that? Was oh it just yeah. It, nothing, <clears throat> nothing special. Our, uh, distributor had, um, like a handshake agreement with a distributor, distributor out there. there now. And now they're the same, you, you know, now that story. Yeah, no, I just, <laughs> yeah. well, I just think I feel that the Colorado market in general is just, it's really interesting because they, I like it because it is, it, it, there aren't any binnies type, brick and mortar no not really there. yeah so you really have a lot of yeah, there are well, well they're not as large individual stores yeah, 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 yeah. there's have, like yeah. total wine yeah. and bevmo i think are kind of out there yeah. but there's yeah. not but nothing, uh there's nothing that's overwhelming no. or flooded there's that whole n- there's state. no monopoly Correct. like there is there with uh yeah. thank you for that word that's exactly yeah what I was for. can so we I, play I like I- iowa opoly later jakey <sighs> I've been I'd staring at this board game called Iowa Opoly. I don't know what that is. My chair. It, I, <laughs> Monopoly of Iowa, perhaps? I'm guessing. I'm pre- what are you talking about? I think you're about? being a little up. No, I have no idea boy. what you're talking about. There's a board game underneath your television called Iowa Opoly. No, we can't play it. Okay. Um, <laughs> can I come back later? Did you offer them? Uh, so you did, there was no bourbons that you guys sent down there? Uh, I don't taste? think so. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm being normal now. I'm You're making. I'm telling the truth. <laughs> what would you have lied before? Yeah. But have you been lying? <laughs> have you been? Have you been lying every other time you come on the podcast? No. Should we? We'll should, never we taste, know. should we taste the whiskey? Oh, uh, we yeah, haven't been. I haven't tasted it. I yet. haven't tasted. I've oh, tasted okay. some of it. I'm gonna pour oh, myself I a little. Good. <laughs> I'm sorry. A little more. Well, for the ones who have tasted it, uh, what were your initial thoughts? It's it's a classic nutty MGP, um, but I like the richness of it. Definitely has that like uh, that citrusy nose on it too. Mm-hmm. Has nice uh, cinnamon kind of spice to it. A little dark chocolate, mm-hmm. nutmeg. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's what I couldn't. Remember. And a hundred and twenty-five. Is that right? Yeah. It's not even. It's not. Do they do, do they ask for cast strength, or is that something you guys typically do with your barrel picks? We don't cut these barrel picks. Come on, baby. <laughs> what do you What do you take us for? A couple of chimps? How many uh, barrel picks do you guys have out there? Oh, I, I have no idea. There is a guy who's documented. Like, we don't even have like a good, like all in one place document of all of the batches of bourbons and rye and single barrels and stuff. Someone online made one. So you have over fifty, cool. you say easily. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Any other info you'd like to know? I mean, I, I mean, maybe it's you. I can't expand, I can't, expound I mean, a little bit, maybe. Nah. Maybe single, I mean, the single barrels that you mentioned were at Woodman's. Yeah. Because so, I, I can't say that I've seen single barrel picks elsewhere. Yeah, they. I mean, because they never made it they to the shelf, which is a good thing. That's what I was. Which is what you guys want, right? Yeah. Well, that's what I was wondering about with you guys because Mike and Matt. Have, I'm pretty sure they've told stories on the Joanna. podcast, um, if not just in conversation. How 
when you guys would release an old fangled out of the distillery, you oh, sell it for yeah, one fifty, and then guys would come there. There were one hundred. Okay, one hundred. But they don't go above one fifty now. Oh, maybe it was the founder stash because the founder stash was like super short barrels that wouldn't have been profitable to sell. Right through the distribution channels, but he would so talk about how re- people would wait overnight and then they would sell when, them for like a hundred bucks, flip them for like three hundred dollars for they got out the door, mm-hmm. flip them for like six hundred dollars. Yeah. Next guy in the parking when lot. We, yeah, when we released uh, one of the founder stashes at the distillery, it only it cha- one bottle changed hands like three times in the parking lot. Yeah. Jesus. And by the time the guy finally drove away, it had increased value like three times or something nuts. And so he probably bought it for around a thousand dollars. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, and then he and it was already like he could sell it in secondary market for a couple thousand. I don't know about that. I know there are some barrels like everyone sends me screenshots of like people selling like nice blum bottles on the secondary, which I let me um, be normal, Matt, again and uh, say don't do that. Stop <laughs> sending me screenshots of people selling Blumbros on yeah, the secondary. Yeah, screenshots market. of your penis. Yeah, oh, send. Shit. Yeah, send me screenshots. Take a take a picture of your penis, <laughs> and then take a screenshot of that picture. So I have the little bar on top where it has like you know your battery life and stuff like that. Left. So do you when people are tasting this, do they think it's MGP because it has some similar notes to you find, usually find or some typical mm, notes? I think a lot of our bourbons can be picked out as MGP. Uh, for me, I'm, uh, the thing that I latch onto with. Uh, um, MGP is like a kind of salinity to it, especially with the bourbon. Okay. I don't get that from the rise. If you would have, and also it should also go on the record, I'm bad at tasting things. I'm not good at the like comparison game. Okay. Um, I don't find that true, but okay. Well, okay. I'm not the best at it. The the rye, I would. I don't know if I'd pick it out. As see, I, I would pick out this of MGP. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It has just that that lemon note. lemongrass citrusy thing going on to it on the nose and right initially when it hits you but it has I a weird has a has a weird toffee taste or something that I'd, i've never a weird in a good way that i don't i've never had i never found before in mgp um and then this bottle is sold out right oh yes okay yeah this is two years old this is gone yes how long, do, you, do you know how fast it sells usually probably a couple of weeks okay this one in t- the summer of 2018 yielding 250 weeks. bottles is quite a bit too though so that might be wrong no, I mean, I, mean, I could for see it. a barrel, dude. I mean, like to, barrel? to yield two hundred and some odd bottles, bro. Maybe that's not right. Maybe that's a lot. I mean, if, if if your collectors were really searching it out, I mean, I mean, I mean, you could you could I, I, find I, I, a barrel. A, if that, there was a yeah. craft brand that would do it, I, you guys wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Sell it out in two weeks. Uh, no, yeah, especially during those days. Um, can I tell you a story about uh, please? pictures of my penis no i'm just kidding uh of, of tasting speaking of tasting my friend darren patel who is a owner of the wonderful uh consume uh restaurant liquor store in lake zurich we did a little sample swap and he gave me some mis- he gave me some mystery samples right hopefully and not he gave a... me... <laughs> I Sal- pardon. covid <laughs> saliva hopefully it wasn't saliva swaps yeah he swabbed me and then swabbed himself. Oh, and swaps. Swaps. Oh, swaps. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Oh my Did God. you think he said swabs? I said I heard swabs. Oh, I heard swap. Don't worry, man. Maybe Thank you've you. got a better Scottish accent than you thought. C- Callum, you want to head out of here? Just Do our own podcast, the s- s- Swap Buddies. Um, swamp Buddies. Swamp Buddies. Get out to be swamp. Do a Shrek for us really quick. <laughs> Little Shrek. Donkey. Yeah, my swamp. 
<laughs> I really didn't think you would. I didn't we know that was about. wonderful. Anyway, what's the story you want to tell? Okay, so he gives me two. Uh, he gives me some uh, uh, mystery ones. He gives me one that he spoils for me. He's like, "This is a rye." To help me narrow it down, like, thanks, okay. buddy. The one thing I probably would have gotten by myself. Anyways, um, <laughs> with steal my thunder. That's yeah. like me. That's that yeah. would be me with that stuff. Yeah, I had some guesses. Uh, it turns out it was um, a, a 2019 bottling of Michter's Barrel Strength Rye. Oh wow! And I was like, can you send me a picture of that label? And I went over to. I have, you know, the whiskey collection in the basement. Then I just have a few upstairs for, mm -hmm. like, the go-tos. Yeah. And I had that exact same bottle. No shit. On my, on my, uh, on my countertop, and I couldn't, did couldn't you pick go, it out. Did you go to it to see, to compare, or? Yeah. I, same I, lot I and everything? I drank that first. Or? Yeah, same lot and everything. I, I tasted that as, like, my benchmark and, oh, like, crazy. some water. And then I tasted the sample, and I was like, hmm, is it something else? Have I been hit on the head with a big ballot and can't taste anything <laughs> anymore? And apparently, it, that is so. Man, I'm the uh, exact so same way. Get... Like when it comes to like really narrowing down flavor, like I can tell you if it's sweet, it's sour, it's rye, it's bourbon, whatever. Yeah. But when people ask me about numbers and figures and names and shit, nothing. No, forget I, about no, it. Yeah. Forget about yeah, it. Yeah, I agree. What do you do in your spare time if you do know those numbers? All people that know the Four Roses numbers and like the warehouses and shit. I don't and, like, know any of that. Do you think yeah. like they're just fans? You know. You know. I mean, it's yeah. Like, it's, that's uh, I mean, for, for us, it's uh, our job. So right. Kind of like Once the day is done, I don't really want to do much more. Well, not really. I, I mean, this is your yeah. This is your job now. The podcast. This is what you do. I guess so. I think as well, it, it really comes down. <laughs> I think rather than rather than people rather than ever saying it would be a hobby or whatever, I think like I would consider myself a whiskey hobbyist. Sure. Yeah. But there there's whiskey obsessives though. Yeah. You that's know true. where where it's not just that's a very about. Good point. Well, it's not just about like knowing that cork and bottle and they've got a, a battle pick from Blum Brothers. Yeah. It's not about that. It's about what the like memorizing what everything is like where it comes from, what proof it's yeah. at, all that kind of stuff. And that's what that's what they care about. You know, yeah. fair play to them. Fair yeah. play, and, just not for me. And some people love statistics too, whether it's, it's baseball stats or like whiskey stats too. Like, hmm. um. You know, I don't know. They to each their own. When yeah. I was uh, when I was like ten years old, and I read every baseball box score, I yeah. could tell you. You know, yeah, it's a good way. Of everyone's batting it. average and analogy. stuff like that. Um, yeah, I think I think people definitely get that. But I was also a child when I did that. We should maybe we should <laughs> maybe have a, yeah exactly. <laughs> we should maybe find some way of having a whiskey fantasy league, and then people oh. would know all the stats. People would know all the stats. Oh, for sure. And then we just that pick, would be like, kind three, of fun. we pick we pick three or four competitions, and it's like however your whiskey does, you can trade whiskeys and all that's kind of crap. All right, all right, you freaks, you dirty whiskey freaks. If you want to uh, do a whiskey fantasy league, do hashtag whiskey fantasy league to my dm to and tweet that out and callum will go on and do the little tabulating <laughs> and we'll get that going thank I you will, i'm not doing the stats for that. i will do unreal. yeah i will now follow the hashtag whiskey fantasy league and that's about all the work i will do so go out and <laughs> tweet the hashtag nice. whiskey fantasy league so um, what do you guys got coming out over at the BBs? Nothing. Nothing. Mm. Closing. We're gonna burn it all down. Nice. Insurance scam. Uh, oh, and he's back. <laughs> no, I'm normal now. Um. So, um. Yes. Uh, Sorry. Well, Jake, I we you, have, and it seems like it only exists now to just like break my heart, like the woman who got away. Because I've been saying this for like a while now. Rum is coming. 
We've distilled it. Nice. A lot of it has been aged, uh, the oldest of which is like three years old now, but we also have clear rum, all made from Caribbean black molasses. Nice. It's so good. That is coming. Single barrels of our distillate are coming to you. Is it yes, called, I have a rum, qu- rum question. Is it called Blum Rum? No, I was just going to ask that. <laughs> or is it, have you called it even better? Have you called it Blum Brum? I think we'll probably call it uh, Matt Blum Brown Brothers rum? Straight, r- straight Rum. <laughs> are you guys, are you guys adding Classic. sugar after this to the distillate at all? No. Good. I'm good, man. Good. So, yeah, what, what is... No dosage. You have not released any single barrels of your own juice, correct? Correct. When do you plan on doing that? <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know, my dear boy? <laughs> I would too. Okay, so in the future, in the future, we are working on it. It's just the thing is, we've been so busy <clears throat> since the pandemic um, started. Yeah, making the vaccines to go out to our frontline workers, um, <laughs> injecting countless people against their will, and then following them around to see if their dicks fall off. <laughs> and then once their dicks fall oh, off, so that's I, what happened to me. Blum Brothers injected me. Yeah, with do you, vaccine. do you like the robot dick we made for you? Oh, I love it. Man. Okay, <laughs> I love I'm how it's, I love how it's a six speeder as well. I love that. <laughs> oh my god, changes gears and Jesus. Christ. The, the remote control uh, fits conveniently up your butt when you're not oh, using it. Oh, it vibrates. <laughs> yes, it does. I'm okay. glad you noticed. Well, oh well, Matt. Um, once again, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Yeah, Matt, this thanks. was great. It's good to see you. Uh, I'm glad we get to try the right. You're cutting it now. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, it's a short, well, short we got, session. We've got four to do today. Yeah, I mean, you're welcome to stay. Well, is is he? You're just not welcome to say shit. <laughs> you can sit on that couch and cry. <laughs> hey, hey! Uh, shout out to Mike. It's his birthday today. Oh, happy birthday, oh, Mike Blum! Yeah, Mike Blum. Yeah. Blum. Yeah. December nine. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike Blum. Why don't you call it Blum Rum or Blum Brum? Just a thought. You guys <laughs> Maybe it's a getting, cocktail. You guys Blum, are gonna be Blum Rum, Blum Blum, Brown Rum. <laughs> you guys are gonna be um, two blums. I'm going one to one rum. I'm going to go. out everyone, all of oh, your yeah. listeners, to how much of a jackass you are, Jake. A jackass. <laughs> a jackass. A jackass. Why am I a jackass? Because Mike Blum has uh, his birthday is one day before someone else at Blum Bros. Matthew Brown. Really? Yesterday was my it was birthday. your birthday. Really? Yes. Oh really? man! Yes. Happy I birthday, I don't brother. Him, but I'm Thirty-two now. <laughs> Happy birthday, brother. Yesterday yeah, was your birthday. This is your present. Yeah, okay. Oh, really? Whatever. You can choose one bottle from my I collection. Don't want one. Okay. I want you to stew in this on your own podcast. Matthew, I will. Happy birthday. <laughs> I really don't care. I just did Is it, it actually your birthday? Yeah, it was actually my birthday. I don't like my birthday. Me neither. My birthday? I don't either. I cry so my birthday every year. I fucking love my birthday. Yeah, well, <laughs> you, you would love your we fucking birthday. We don't know birthday. when your birthday is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> no one knows when my birthday is. But I love my birthday. Although this year, uh, the, the, this year sucked. My I don't give two shits. Your sucks. birthday's coming up, right? I have no fucking clue. <laughs> <laughs> I just want the only you people. Have I just wanted to shame Jake. Skin, baby, you look fucking. The, uh, dirty. I don't feel shamed. The my sister is uh, the only one that makes a big shit about my birthday. Well, but, uh, I mean Lindsay as well too. I'll credit her. But aside from that, I can give two shits about it. Yeah, it sucks, man. Yeah. It's stupid. Well, for Blum Bros Distilling Co., this is a delicious uh, a rye. I wish we could have more of it. For Matthew Brown, thank you for joining us. Wilson Torres, as Cheers. always, thank you for being here. Callum J. O'Donnell. Thank you. Looking great, looking great in that band shirt. Yeah. I'm going to... Um, no, you're, gonna, done, you're done talking now. We're going to keep on talking <laughs> for a while. 
For so, Akeen Lake, this is Jay Cookie. Uh, Follow us at KeenLake.com. Please, please rate and... Today, this is important, actually. We're trying to make money on the podcast. If Mason Silva doesn't... Uh, you can talk after the podcast. If you want to, if you like to rate or review us on whatever platform you listen to, we would gladly appreciate it so we can get that McDonald's money. We've been after it for a couple of years, and we're still after it now. But we'll see you next time for 12 Days of Barrel Picks with... We'll see who's next. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Spotify. Cheers. Cheers.